God is good at all the time. I think uh, I think we scared people away last week. Is that what happened? <laughs> but you are here, and we are glad to have you. I know quite a few people are out of town this week. If you're joining us online, hi. Welcome to you. Tuesday afternoon Bible study. We are blessed to have you with us. Let's pray. God above, we... We pray that we are on that uh, that train to heaven someday, but uh, most of us aren't ready to punch that ticket yet. But just help us to keep us on that straight and narrow so we know the path. Help us to keep you in your grace and mercy so we know the way. And help us to be agents of your love so that we might show others the light and the door uh, to life eternal. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. All right, friends, we are on 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Your sheet might have two sides on it. Make sure it has number 6 on it. That's where we are today. I was foolish. I thought we can get through two chapters since that was five. Uh, but uh, it took up five took up the day, so uh, we're on Corinthians chapter 6. And uh, Paul is continuing his little finger-wagging at the Corinthian church. The first four chapters were all about, uh, you guys are awesome, we love you, you do great stuff. And now comes the uh, uh, the reprimands, if you will. Uh, someone once told me that um, you yeah you, you, you can't whack someone on the you can't thwack someone on the ear unless your arms around them in love. And that's what Paul's doing here. <laughs> uh, if you're just out thwacking uh, people, then you're just an abuser. But if you if if you, if, if it's a part of love and it's part of a relationship, um, then then there you go. Uh, I can't, I will not let other people yell at my children. Now, I can yell at my children, but they also know that it comes out of love. Um, there you go. Let's do Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1. Let's, we're just going to take them by paragraphs here. 1 through 6, please. If any of you has a dispute with another, do you dare to take it before the ungodly for judging instead of before the Lord's people? Or do you not know that the Lord's people will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world, are you not competent to judge trivial cases? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life? Therefore, if you have disputes about such matters, do you ask for a ruling from those way of life is scorned by the church? I say this to shame you. Is it possible that there is nobody among you wise enough to judge a dispute between believers? But instead, one brother takes another to court, and this in front of unbelievers. Thank you. Paul simply can't believe what these Corinthian Christians are doing. Have a matter against another. Apparently, one Christian believed he'd been wronged by another and sought justice in the legal courts. You go to the law before the unrighteous. So so the local judge would sit on what was known as the bima. It's a seat of civil magistrate located in the heart of the marketplace, out in the middle for everyone to see because this is good drama. Uh, you want you want to go see good court cases. You don't want to see boring ones, right? Do you ever watch Judge Judy or anything? Any any of those? And like the courtroom is filled, and you're like, where 
what are these people? <laughs> uh, are, they, are they just there to see a good show? We love court cases. And so these court cases would be in front of everyone. And Paul is saying, you're, you are, oh, how's that phrase go? You are waving your dirty laundry. Is that, is that a phrase, waving your dirty laundry for the world to see? Have you ever heard that? Yeah, all your, all your little personal and, and family fights. You, you, you don't want the neighbors to know. You don't want the world to know. And all these little... Uh, between between uh, brother and brother, like uh, in the faith, God is love. God is just. God is merciful. And when they see ugly happens in the world, Paul's like, "Can't can't can't you solve this within within your own church family?" Think about the times. Here and now, we have we we are citizens of this country, right? We can go before the court. We can go before. We, we have rights and responsibilities. Most of these people don't have that. Uh, a lot of these folk have their own pockets of communities where they kind of settle their own disputes. Um, and, and they don't, they don't want to show it uh, to the world. And uh, here, you're, you're taking your stuff to the Romans to fix. To, 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 try, to fix try to fix it yourself. They didn't live in America 2023. Um, but back then, it was uh, the idea was the community should be able to take care of of, of themselves. Uh, the part that got me, uh, maybe it got you, is we get to judge angels. Yeah. So yeah, if the Clarence is there, you can you can judge him. Other other angels, I, I I don't know. My names of angels are very short. Michelangelo, Gabriel, not Michelangelo, Michael, Gabriel, Clarence. Lucifer, <laughs> he was an angel. Uh, you'll he'll, you'll catch him here in a second. Yeah. Uh, to one day we are going to be higher than the angels and even sit in judgment of them. I um, that that would that's got to annoy the the, the angel that, that that has fallen, right? Uh, Lucifer, Lucifer, not even God could judge me, which is why he's a fallen angel. And someday we'll sit, uh, we'll sit in judgment. Against that. So the beast, the great beast who throws people in the fire, someday you get to tell him no. Or whatever punishment that we come up with. Uh, if Christians are prepared to fight now for such a glorious destiny, uh, why do the Corinthians uh, Christians allow... If we get to judge angels, then why can't we, we settle a, a boundary dispute? Why can't we settle, uh, settle a... You, you sold a, a horse or a donkey at the... Why can't we settle those? Nowhere else does it say in Scripture that we're going to be judging of, of angels. Matter of fact, when I get to heaven and God says, hey, you're on jury duty for the next 3,000 years, I don't know if I want that job. <laughs> Never thought about it like that before. We have someone on staff who has to go to jury duty next month. <laughs> so it's on my mind. Jury duty. Uh, brother goes to brother-in-law. Uh, Paul shows he's he's not against all legal action. He, Paul himself and Acts went to went to the judge, went to the magistrates to help fix and save save rights. Um, but it's also important just settle it yourself. I'm sh anyone have kids that would get into fights and you just say figure it out, or did you want them to come before you with every single thing? Nope, figure it out. Part about being on this in this world is. 
trying to live together in peace as much as you can with everyone. Uh, he's not saying that the court, uh, the Christians should have their own court system to handle criminal law, um, but we should be able to handle civil cases among ourselves. Yeah. Okay, let's let's jump more into lawsuits. <laughs> Seven to eleven. The very fact that you have lawsuits among you means you have been completely defeated already. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? Instead, you yourselves cheat and do wrong, and you do this to your brothers and sisters. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanders, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. You've already failed. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, Paul, is, Paul is really good at making us feel good about ourselves. Uh, you've already been completely defeated already. If, if, if the matter already has to go to court, if you've gone that far, no one's going to win. If a divorce has to go all the way to, uh, to, to lawyer, to lawyer, to lawyer, to lawyer, to lawyer, guess who's going to win in the end? Lawyers. Um, which, is, which is why, just some, sometimes, just, why not rather be wronged? Why, just, just be cheated. You're going you're gonna to lose more. Well, it's the principle of the thing. And sometimes we, we, we stand and die on principles. Um, there's, there was a, I, I, I tried to rent a car. I, I did rent a car. I, I had the a contract to rent a car. And then our plans changed. And so we were able to cancel the contract. So we got the money back. And then we had a, a $2.5 foreign exchange fee on, an, on a company that, that I thought was American here. We were renting here, did it, but the budget rent-a-car is actually owned by someone else, someone far, far away. Uh, and, and we were charged two and a half bucks. I was on the phone for three and a half hours because I want my two and a half bucks. It's principal. And my wife says, you're insane. You think about you, you. You earn like eight, eight, eight cents every five minutes. Like, is it worth it? Apparently so, since I did it. But looking back, you know, all right, I just let it go. It's two and a half bucks. Just let it go. 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 Uh, Paul called this man to do something hard to give up what he deserved just for the higher good of God and His kingdom. Uh. Ideally, Paul's saying, for, we don't know what the dispute is. Uh, we got a feeling that, we, that, that Paul knew, and he's, he's not saying it here, but uh, he thought just let the, ch let the church, your, your community of faith, uh, help, help settle this matter. Now, I have never had anyone come to my office uh, with, with, a, with a lawsuit-type dispute like this, which is good. Uh, the church... We have a lot of we have a lot of say in what goes on in public life, but some things are just in this society. It's better for uh, better for the courts or you to figure it out on your own. 
I've never had two business people come into my office and say, "Help! Hey, can you help us solve this, solve this matter?" I, no. Um, but again, this the Corinthian church is small. Uh, you, we're we're talking a hundred people, and these people live in community with each other. This is their. Um, you know, it's not like they go to church on Sunday and then go back, go into their own lives and, and all. They they live and they eat and they work together. Almost, not like a commune, but it's close like that. And for people to live in such close community and close quarters, you got to come up with ways of, of, of haggling differences. I don't care who you are. You get a family together. You need a way to figure out how to handle differences. Some families, uh, like your family, did you ever have like a family meeting? Someone can call a family meeting. Like you are the most organized people on the planet. You say family meeting and everyone has to come together and figure it out. Uh, we never did that in our family. Uh, our kids would ask, talk to me and they talk to mom and try to play us off on each other. But uh, that's that, that was our family meeting. Um, but every family, every community, every school, every time we have camp, we have church camp. I got 200 junior high kids. God help me. Uh, the, fir- the first thing we do, orientation. We called it the TikTok. We talk about snakes, ticks, TikTok. Well, it's the middle of the country. Yeah. Um, but how to handle disputes? How to handle uh, you know this person? Uh, it something's going to come up. Doesn't matter. And so you need a way to to solve it. Paul's just asking them, can you figure out how to solve your own problems? Uh, there's no place for dishonesty, though. Uh, how much less place is there dishonesty among Christians? Many have rejected the things of God and the fellowship of the saints because of dishonesty and cheating among Christians. Big word for that is hypocrite. Sometimes we are hypocritical people. Uh, the world can lie. The world can cheat. The world can steal. But not so us. Uh, then he goes into who will not inherit the kingdom. Uh, Paul speaks strongly to the brother who did wrong. Don't you realize how serious this is? Uh, cheating. Just cheating the person uh, is right up there with all these things that he says will not inherit the kingdom. Sexual immoral, the uh, idolaters, not to the adulterers, nor the men who have sex with men. Uh, that phrase right there. Let me let me just jump into that for one second. Unless someone else wants to take this, someone else want to take this one. Go ahead. All right. One one of the big hangups uh, for uh, for these relationships. Notice how it didn't say ladies who sleep with ladies. They didn't care about the ladies. Why don't they care about the ladies? They were they were considered property. Have we moved beyond that? I hope so, right? I hope so. My wife, I do not consider her property, or my property would smack me back <laughs> if I did. Uh, we, we try to have egalitarian, like that, we, hopefully we've progressed a little bit beyond that. Um, some cultures, not so much. Uh, here, here, here's the question that they had. If two guys marry each other, and, and I remember thinking this a long time ago. Well, is, which one's the bride, right? Uh, because I'm concerned about traditional roles. 
They're concerned about traditional roles. Who's the head of the house if there's two guys? How are we supposed to treat you? Which one's the property of the, of the other? It, 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 doesn't, it, it doesn't work in their culture. Uh, who's, who's, the, who's the man of the house? Some places have that today. Uh, a lot of families growing up right now, there's not a man of the house. Of course, you might say that's part of the problem of today's world, is that there's no one to stand up. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying those who protect their family and care for their family, because uh, uh, trust me, my wife would, would protect her family to the ends of the earth. But in our family, I'm not in charge. She is not in charge. We're both in charge. And we figure it out together. Some things I'm better at, some things she's better at. So we have our lanes that we do good stuff in. Uh, but a lot of times when you see this in, in, in the New Testament, uh, they're really just concerned about who's going to be in You know, if, if you're going to upend the family, who's in charge of who? <laughs> And that's, that's their concern, and those concerns don't really translate 2,000 years later. I like his, uh, the last line in here. This would make a good sermon someday. Uh, but you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified. You were washed. How were they washed? Baptism, washed clean by the power of God. We talked about baptism quite a bit in the last few months in here. You were sanctified. What's that's that's not that's a good looking that's a good sounding church word, isn't it? Sanctified. Any idea what it means? Justified comes next, so it's got to be different somehow. Not really. Forgiveness more goes with the justified part. Yeah. You are, you are standing before the judge if you are justified, and the judge says innocent. No, even if you're guilty, you are what the judge says you are. So I'm guilty, of, I'm guilty of sin. I'm guilty of mess up. But through Christ, God has called me justified. That's, that's grace and mercy right there. Grace is, is, is having that pronouncement even though I don't deserve it. But still, what's sanctified? Set apart, good words. Set apart, you are different. Uh, sanctuary, we get the word sanctuary out of, out of sanctified. Uh, it is a place set apart for worship. The building over there is just a building, same as any other, until there's worship. And then we feel that it's different. It is set apart. If I get, if I get a whole bunch of kids in here running around just screaming and yelling, they're having fun. If I put those same kids in that room over there, some people are going to have a conniption fit. You don't do that in this room. This is different. Um, it's, it's, it's set apart. And you, as a, as a people of God, we are set apart from the world. Uh, maybe not literally, although the monastic communities tried to pull this off about 300 years after Christ. Which still doesn't always work. Um, monasteries are, are, are wonderful places to visit, but we're supposed to be in the world, not of the world. So live in the world, just don't have the world's uh, priorities. Yeah. Sanctified, set apart, set away from the world. Yeah. 
justified, declared just before the court of God. Um, God could take the people described in here, and he could he can make anybody, anybody washed, sanctified, and justified. Yeah, I'd like to share on verse 7 <clears throat> where it says, uh, why not rather be cheated? Um, and I, I really like that because I have learned, and having been a professional bus driver in Los Angeles, California, where there's a lot of traffic and a lot of crazy people, uh, I was taught to drive the bus from one end to the other end without hitting anything because of the high cost of insurance. And uh, there's a lot of crazy people that get on and off the bus. And so you have to treat them with respect so that they don't shoot you or stab you. So uh, with that, I've learned to let things go. People cut in front of you with a car, it's not a big deal, you know, let it go. Having, uh, and I still do, uh, riding a motorcycle on the freeway or highway or on the city streets, people want to cut you off and whatnot. And the humanistic nature or sinful nature is to get even. And uh, somebody told me in the star class, uh, do you want to get even or do you want to stay alive? And so on a motorcycle, well, only on two wheels against four wheels, it's better off to just let it go. <laughs> well, let's jump back into the uh, more interesting stuff than lawsuits, I guess. Let's do verses 12 to 17. Sexual immorality. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You say food for the stomach and the food stomach for food and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. All things are lawful for me. Uh, Paul's going to address some of the questions and the problems of the Corinthian Christians and about what God wanted them to do re with regards to intimacy. All things are lawful. Probably a phrase Paul used in teaching about Christian liberty, we could almost hear them hear him telling the Corinthians exactly what he told the Colossians in uh, uh, Colossians 2. When it comes to what we eat or drink or on what day we worship, all things are lawful for me. All of a sudden, this world is opening up uh, in Paul's world. Be before, before Jesus, good Christians, I'm, I'm, good Jewish people did not eat what? Pork, bacon, anything with pig, right? Certain number of hooves, some were certain number, certain types of shell. They never had shrimp. Oh, love shrimp. Uh, they they are missing out. Uh, ham sandwiches can't have. Day of Christ, and when when Paul and Peter are, are are doing their thing, the 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 food laws opened up. 
circumcision. Again, sorry, just sorry, ladies. It's just for the boys on this one. Uh, circumcision. You are a sign of God's people. Christians. Do Christians have to be circumcised to be, become a Christian? No. The rules changed. What day we worship the Lord? Things were changing from Saturday to Sunday. They were, they were in that weird middle ground right here where they would go to Sabbath on Saturday and they would go to church on Sunday. And it took about a generation for that to, to just fall off and everyone started just doing church on Sunday. Um, I'm at liberty and I should uh, not let anyone put me under bondage as legalists are prone to do. Um, but the Corinthian Christians took the idea that all things are lawful and applied it to other areas that, that Paul or the Lord never intended. Uh, they used this liberty as a license to do whatever their bodies wanted them to do. Uh, especially the use of prostitutes. And again, Corinth, thousands upon thousands of prostitutes. It was the national pastime. It might be legal, but it ain't good for you. Thank God, here we are 2,000 years later, and that's not true today. Or is it? Food for the stomach, food for the, food for, uh, food for the gods. Uh, an old motto, the Christian uh, in Corinth probably used this motto to justify, you know, whatever happens to the body, it doesn't matter, because the body will someday disappear. So we can do anything we want. As long as our spirit is right with the Lord, the body can do whatever it wants. Someday the body will turn to ash to ash, dust to dust. Uh, but that's, that's not the Christian way of viewing the body. The, the body is, is, is the temple. Um, and those of you who do go to the prostitutes, you know you are one in spirit. You think you're using a service? You're, you're affecting relationships. You're affecting how you feel. You're affecting your mind. You're affecting your spirit. Um, you're treating this person, um, even if even if they get paid, you're still treating them like a, like dirt. Had had someone in my office a while back, uh, you know, Pastor Mike. I think I think I'm at a time of divorce. This is this is somewhere else, but. Uh, Husbands cheating. Husbands, husbands going, uh, seeing, seeing the, seeing the old prostitutes, and uh, finally got caught. And uh, he goes, "Well, tell you what, how you? I won't get mad if you go either." Yeah, death of relationships, death of a marriage, death of death of innocence, death of how you feel about each other, death about how you feel. Um, you know, we're supposed to we're supposed to love others and use things. And too often we love things and use others. Uh, and that gets me in trouble too, a lot. Uh, because of our appetites are of, of intimacy, it may seem like God didn't make our bodies just prime for, you know, whatever we want to do, but God did not make our bodies that way. Uh, we see the wisdom in God's design for the body that to make a kid, it takes two. Uh, you, you, you can't do it by yourself. Uh, you need you need help in this. It takes it, it, you need a family. You need a community to raise a child. If you're a single parent, God bless you. But hopefully, you have a community around you uh, to to make that happen. Um, all right, let's finish it up. Eighteen to the end. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. 
Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Paul does not say that Christians should flee intimacy just when intimacy is, is, is outside you know, the parameters set by, by that community. Uh, God gave intimacy as a precious gift to mankind, uh, and it, it's, it's used in a powerful way to bond, uh, to bond spouses together. All right? It's the one thing that you can, it's the one thing you can do with your spouse, and uh, um, uh, that's where it's supposed to be. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of an example of what what uh, I'm going to get into trouble. If you're watching this on YouTube, sweetie, turn it off for a moment. Uh, I can go have dinner with a female colleague of mine, right? Right. What are some things? Uh, even and and that and that's totally fine. I could go have a walk with a colleague of mine. I could the I could do a million things. But there's a line, right? Yeah. I can't hold hands. I can't smooch. I can't go to bed with. I there's there's hmm, there's there's a line. There's only this this is this is for friendship. This is for spouses. And the stuff for spouses it, it it affects the emotions. It affects you spiritually. It affects you emotionally. And the the the, the more I want to hold hands with someone over here, the less I want to hold hands over here and that it gets it gets muddled and murky and Weird. So there's 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 a line uh, in here. We're reminded Paul uses the word pornea again, a broad range of sexual sin in here. Uh, sin against their own body. It's uh, sex is one of those things that uh, when you when you kind of go against God's way of doing things, there 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 are some natural consequences. I did this in a sermon a few weeks ago, one, two, three to four weeks ago, uh, when I did my adultery sermon. Can I give that paragraph one more time? Would that be all right? In case, in case some people missed it. Uh, I, know, I know this is an older crowd, but uh, so I'm talking to a teenage kid. I was in youth ministry, talking to a teenage kid, and he said, Pastor Mike, what's wrong with, and he shared why, what he wanted to do with his girlfriend. <laughs> All right. Uh, I said, "All right. What are, what are the? Uh, I'm just curious. What are the upsides?" And he said, "The the the intimacy." He used other words. I'm kind of going more PG here. Yeah. I said, "Yes. That is a, that is a big time upside. If it wasn't an upside, we wouldn't do it, right? Upside. And it helps you grow closer to each other and bonding and da 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 da." Uh, for you, I said to the teenage kid, what are the downsides? And of course, he named off pregnancy, STDs, AIDS. At that time, was still, still, you know, we have some medication today. Back then, they didn't have medication. This is late 90s. I've been doing mystery a long time. Rejection the next day, feeling like, yeah. Feeling guilt, feeling shame. Your parents are going to find out and kill you. <laughs> that was one for me. Uh, yeah, lose trust. Uh, nowadays, nowadays, pictures. 
uh, phones, uh, recording. I, I, I know, I know people here in Idaho, uh, who, uh, my, my kids know, uh, let me say it like this. My kids know and have friends with people who's, they thought there was friends, took some pictures and they sent some pictures back and forth. And now the school has it. The whole school has them. Yeah. It's wackadoodle. I tell my kids, do not, whatever you put online is forever. So don't do anything online. <laughs> I'll just delete it. It doesn't. Things don't delete. Yeah. So a whole bunch of negatives, right? A whole bunch of negatives. And I, I said, is it worth it? And he goes, at the moment, probably. He said, no, 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 it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So, so imagine one of those things happened. Uh, are you prepared to be a dad? No. Then don't do it. Uh, are you prepared for uh, catching da 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 No, don't do it. Uh, well, the odds are in my favor that it won't happen. Like, yeah, 30% of teenagers, uh, teenage girls become pregnant by the age of 20. 30%. That's, that's nationwide, CDC. Idaho is a little less, but 30%. Um, and eight out of 10 times, the guy does not marry the girl. And probably for good reason. They were okay to sleep with, but they weren't marriage material. So I asked him, I said, I'm going to make this really weird for a minute, because he knew my wife, Stephanie, because she helped out with youth group. said, uh, my wife and I, if we have an MSC, what are the upsides? Same upside. What are the downsides? Pregnancy? If it happens? Okay. Oopsies happen, right? A lot of you were oopsies or had oopsies. Uh, nothing wrong with oopsies. God loves oopsies. Downsides. Chances of me catch, catching a uh, STD for my wife? If I did, we'd have another conversation. <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, downsides. Rejection? Maybe. Probably not. We're married. Shame, fear, guilt. Pictures on the internet. No one wants to see this. Uh, we get none of the downsides. All the upsides. Intimacy was really made for, for loving, caring, kind relationships where there's a commitment. He goes, well, what's commitment? Well, in our culture, commitment means a ring. Wait for a ring. If they're not worthy to get married, if, if you're not willing to marry, they're not. Mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of the problems that, that, that we have come when, when we want the upsides and never the downsides and whatever it is. So that, that was my speech, and I don't know if he took it to heart or not. Uh, but I, I, I tell that to my kids, and they go, Dad, we don't want to hear it. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to hear about Mom and Dad kissing or anything like that. <laughs> Honor God with your bodies, whatever that might mean. Whether it's intimacy, whether it's health, whether it's what you stuff in your face. Honor God with your, with, with your bodies. Do you feel the reason <clears throat> our young people aren't committing and, and being married and just living together is because they have seen so much divorce? I mean, so many of them have three or four mothers and three or four dads and, and can't, can't figure all that out. I, I just have I've really been thinking about that a lot lately. And what happened to marriage and the vows and the commitment 
that the Lord wants us to have, which makes for such a wonderful marriage and such wonderful lifetime together. But I, and I thought, there's so much divorce that I think they think, why bother? Let's just see if this works out. Then we won't have to. Does that sound like something that it might be a reason? Yeah, one of the questions I ask young couple, the very first question, uh, they're walking into my office right there. I say, congratulations, I hear you're getting married. They say, yes. And they sit down, I say, why? Why get married? Some of you have been living together for seven to ten years. I, I got a wedding this, uh, this Thursday. They've been together nine years. Why get married? Why get the state involved? And they come, and then, and I say it partly in jest, but I want to hear their answers. Because a lot of times I hear, uh, well, it's the next thing. It's the next step. We're supposed to do this. We're following steps, even though they took forever on this step. Um, insurance, that's also in there in a weird way. Uh, her parents want us to. Um, eventually, though, they come around to, like, commitment to the promise, to this is who I want. I want to stand before God and, and, and the community and our families and say, this is who I want to spend the rest of my life with. When, we, when, when you look at me, when you look at her, or vice versa, look at us as one. We are a one family unit. Um, I think I told the story here before of uh, my brother-in-law who, again, nine years, girlfriend, Nine years, nine years, and about eight years in, she goes, why don't you call me aunt? Why don't your kids call me Aunt Becky? It's like, you're not an aunt. You're girlfriend Becky. Well, we've been together long enough, I could be an aunt. I know how to fix that. Uh, get married. Well, it's just a piece of paper. Yes, but it's a piece of paper that says this is who you want to be. If you, if you want to be Aunt Becky, it's the piece of paper. And I'm, I know I'm being very legalistic. But these are the lines that we have decided as a culture, these, these are the lines. Um, but we have these lines to delineate how our community operates. Uh, the, the whole men with men. You're breaking the line of who owns who. Uh, here we are living together. And I don't yell at people for living together. Uh, not at all. It, I know the world's different, but if you want to be treated as a as a as a as a husband and wife, as a as a as a as a family, this is what you do to to get that. Um, I did a wedding a while back for for a young couple. He was I knew I knew him when he was this tall. He was in my second church. Saw him grow up. Uh, I left um, changed churches right before he graduated, but he went military. Uh, he, when military, I started a new church in another town 100 miles away, and then he moved to that town for a job in school, and he brought his, his fiance, his girlfriend fiance, and then uh, went military. He went overseas, and he got blown up. His car got hit by an I, oh, what's the what's the thing? IED. Uh, I'm sorry, I had IUD because we're talking sex stuff. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> uh, uh, three, three people in his, in his Jeep got, got, got killed, and he had massive leg injuries, but he lived. He got to go back to Norfolk, Virginia, where he was going to stay at the Naval Hospital for a year. And I got a call saying, uh, 
when I heard the, uh, about this, um, his mom called pray, first of all, but then he called about two weeks later at the hospital saying, and we were living in Portland, it's Pastor Mike, I wanna, we want to fly you out uh, to Virginia. I want you to be at my uh, Purple Heart Ceremony. Oh. And I want you to do my wedding the next day. Oh. I was like, you're, you're getting, like, now you're getting married? She goes, I'm going to be here for a year. And my fiancé can't live on base as a fiancé. Married. The, the, the government has said, for, for you to, to get the rights and the, the, the insurance and it, all, all that, marriage. So uh, I was a horrible person because I, made, I, I let him pay my airfare, but I took care of the hotel and the car and all that jazz. Um, but yeah, did his purple heart, saw his purple heart part of that, and then, uh, then married them, and then they were able to, to live together. They are still together. Yeah. Life, life, life has turned out good for him. Still recovery. He has, he has the names of the three other people tattooed on his arm, right here. Uh, yeah, uh, but it, uh, but yeah, uh, beforehand it was like, we were just planning to live together for, for like five, six years before we decided to get married. Uh, but all of a sudden it became real, became real. Well, next week, we're going to continue on this, on this sin train that Paul has a little bit. If you have your Bibles with you, what's the very first verse of chapter 7 that we're going to tackle next week? It is good for a man not to marry, is what Paul says. Again, he thought Christ was coming back next week-ish. Yeah. Mm. So just put off the wedding, put off everything. Uh, no sense going nuts or whatsoever in life because Christ is coming back. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what Paul has to say about marriage. And that is a longer chapter. It's over. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, it'll be as long as both of these here. We will see you on Sunday. We're starting a new series, a sermon series. We're off the Ten Commandments now. We're doing Wizard of Oz. So, uh, finding wisdom. This Sunday. World Communion Sunday. Uh, Communion Sunday, we're going to have uh, breads from around the world up front. You get to pick which bread you want from which country. Hope to see you.